One of the hardest things about being an entrepreneur is getting past some mindset blocks that really hold you back. Ones that you had no idea were even a thing until you started your business. The one that we're going to talk about today is a money mindset. Mental blocks that really keep our businesses from leveling up and getting to the next level. So if you are struggling with getting to the next level in your business and increasing revenue, bringing on new clients, and you just cannot for the life of you get to that next level, then this is the episode for you. Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals, but you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really boring? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from my clients who used to feel this way. They felt overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish they could stop the financial madness. They wanted clarity and the ability to grasp the financial basics, know the protocol, when they had a question and to stop worrying about owing money to the IRS. But they thought they weren't good with numbers and the overwhelm put them stuck without any solid financial plan until they realized that business systems are the ticket to gaining financial confidence. In this podcast, you will learn step-by-step systems, easy to understand financial tips, and mindset transformation so that you will gain financial confidence as an entrepreneur. So dust off your spreadsheet, warm up your coffee, and let's get going. I didn't even realize I had such a mental block with money until I started my business. I remember about a year in really struggling. That is when... I had started doing a different type of sales call at that point. I really had changed a lot with my business. Even my product offering was different at that point in my business. And I was actually selling and pitching high ticket, high ticket offers at that point. I would have a phone call with someone we would go through and I would have a specific sequence for my calls and questions I would ask with a specific direction that I was trying to go with the intention that within 45 minutes to an hour, we were getting to the pitch and I was going to close these people. And when I started doing that, number one, it was terrifying. I had never done anything like that before. Number two, I really, I found out and realized that I had some severe limiting beliefs when it came to money. I had things mentally that I didn't even know were there. And they started surfacing and I started realizing that there were things I needed to deal with. And like so many things when it comes to being a small business owner, I've grown so much just in the last six years of being a small business owner that I'm honestly so thankful for it because it's forced me to become a better version of myself. Being a good salesperson is really no different. I kind of want to talk about what I've done to overcome some of those challenges and give you some, some tidbits so that you can also do better, that you can go into conversations where you're selling to someone and be confident and know that really you're the best choice out there. And if they choose to go a different direction, while that's okay, then honestly, it's at their loss. And you really have to get to that point where you're so confident in what you're doing that someone telling you no is honestly sad you're sad for them because they have not, they're not at a point where they can say yes for whatever reason. And it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with what you presented to them. It has nothing to do with the product that you're offering or the service that you're offering and that you're sad for them because they 
have made a choice to their detriment by not moving forward with you. That's really the place that you need to get in your business where you are so fully confident that you know, and you know, and you know that you're the best solution out there. And when you get to that point, people will see that they will feel that and they'll know in talking to you that you really know your stuff. I've honestly had so many people tell me after me going through and and telling them kind of how we do things at my CPA firm and the way that we do our services and all the things we get done. And they're like, man, you're so confident. Like you, I can tell you really know your stuff. And it's important to be able to convey that. So that's really the first tip is being confident in what it is that you're doing. If you aren't confident that your solution really is the best solution or that the solution you offer is full of value, if you can't say that with 100% certainty, then the other person on the other end of that call or the other end of that Zoom video or across the table from you, they're going to smell that. They may not even be able to put their finger on it. They might not even be able to tell you that that's why they're telling you no. They probably can't verbalize it because what I've realized is that most people aren't very self-aware and they don't really realize why they're feeling and thinking the things that they are. But they will be able to sense if you are not confident. So as a new business owner, or even a business owner that's been around for a while, but you're just trying to level up and get to that next level. If you're struggling with closing and and struggling with getting new clients or customers or whatever you call your person, if you're struggling to bring them in and onboard them into your system, into your world, then you really need to figure out, is it a lack of confidence? Is there something there that I'm struggling with that I'm not conveying that I'm the person, that I am their solution, and that they would be stupid, frankly, for not moving forward with you. Now, that's not a knock on anyone's intelligence, but when you are so confident that your solution is going to be the thing that they desperately need, you're going to say that in every word that you tell them. It's going to come out in your tone. It's going to come out in your inflection. It's going to come out in the passion that resonates in your voice, they're going to hear it. And when they hear that, they will be drawn to it. And if they like you as a person and you have been able to convey that you are the most value, then they're going to say yes. And if they say no, then that's okay too. And you really have to get comfortable with hearing no. So that is actually my second tip for you today is not everyone is for you. And that's okay. It's okay that some people tell you no. What I typically tell people, I do all of my sales calls for my CPA firm. And I will get into that call. And I'll tell the person by the end of this hour, you're going to know if I'm your person or not. I'm going to give you enough information where you're going to say Tiffany is my person or Tiffany's not my person. You're going to know it's going to be very clear. I'm going to answer all of your questions you're going to know my exact process and you'll be able to say, yes, I'm ready. Let's move forward. Or no, I don't think this is the right thing for me. And just recognizing that you're going to hear some no's and that some people are just not going to be your ideal person. That's all right. I actually had a call just a few weeks ago with someone that I'm sure that she was a a very nice person and there was nothing inherently wrong with her by any stretch of the imagination. But honestly, her personality kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I could just tell in that conversation that she was going to be a bit of a pain. 
And I've thought about it a couple of times since then because I've almost reached out to just follow up with her because I do know that we can help her. I do know that we can provide a solution for her to end the pain that she's in right now. I know we can do that. But the problem is, is that I also know that she's not really an ideal person for me. And I was hesitating on whether or not I should follow up because in my knower, (laughs) in my gut, I know that she's not really an ideal person for me and that frankly, she's going to end up being a pain. And not only will she be a pain to me, but she's going to end up being a pain to my employees that work for me, the people that are on my team. And that is probably worse than being a pain to me because I have a really great team and I want my team to love their jobs. I want my team, yes, they're going to have things that they have to deal with and problems that they have to get past and work through. But I also don't want them to be like, man, all of our clients, they're such a pain, like they're difficult. I don't enjoy working with them. That's not really what I'm looking for. And so just like it's okay if someone tells me no, it's okay if I tell somebody else no, because they might not be the right person for me. So you just need to get really comfortable with the fact that there are plenty of people out there that need plenty of people out there. There are billions of people in the world and there are people who are desperately looking for you. They need your solution. And so when you get really comfortable with either telling them, no, you're not my person or them telling you no and you being okay with that, then it really just takes it to another level where you kind of take your control back and you're not desperate. And just like a prospect can really tell if you're confident, they can also tell if you're desperate. And I think when I first started doing high ticket sales five years ago, there was definitely a sense of desperation. In my life at that point, there was a lot of desperation I was in debt up to my eyeballs because of starting a new business, was really struggling, was not making the money that I needed. And I was a single mom. I had no other source of income. And so for me at that time, I desperately needed that money. It was really important to me. I had to have it. And so sometimes I would go into sales calls thinking I've got to close this person. If I don't close this person, then X, Y, Z is going to happen. I'm not going to be able to pay the rent or I'm not going to be able to pay the bills or whatever it was that I would go in and just almost be clinging to it so tightly that it's like, I have to do this. And there was just so much stress. And I think that people could feel that they could feel the energy of desperation. And that's not where you want to be. You really want to be sitting in that chair with power and knowing that if they say no, it's okay, because that just means that you're getting that much closer to the yes. Every no brings you closer to a yes. And a lot of these people, they're just sifting out themselves. They're self-selecting and just letting you know that they're really not the type of person you want to work with anyway. And so I would just challenge you to be comfortable with the fact that not everybody is going to be for you and do it as quickly as possible because it really is a game changer. It was definitely a game changer in my business, getting to the point where I wasn't desperate for the next close. Don't get me wrong. Even now, six years, more than six years in the business, I love a yes. (laughs) I truly love it when I'm able to close a new client because it is honestly the most exhilarating thing. I didn't realize how much I was going to love hearing someone say, yes, I'm interested in working with you, but it has been 
one of the things that just lights me up and fires me up every time someone says, yeah, I need you. I've been looking for you. This is going to be amazing. It honestly is um, something that I love well more than just for my own ego. It's because I know I'm making a difference and because my solution really does help other people. So the next tip, the third thing that you really need to be aware of if you're trying to increase your sales, increase your close rate, grow your business, is that when people tell you no, sometimes their reason that they give you is not really the reason. In fact, most of the time, the reason that they tell you is not really the reason. Sometimes they will say, oh, I don't have the money for that. Other times they'll say, oh, I need to talk to my husband or I need to talk to my wife. I can't make this decision without their approval. And honestly, I could go on and on. I could probably list off pretty quickly another five to 10 reasons that people give to say no to you without, you know, in their mind, hurting your feelings. Because a lot of times people say no because, or they say no in a way because they're scared that if they tell you really what the issue is, that either they're going to hurt your feelings or that it's going to be embarrassing for them. Maybe the reason actually has nothing to do with you. But if they tell you what the real reason is, then it's going to be embarrassing. And so my suggestion for handling this sort of thing is to handle all those objections really before you even get to the point of closing. So if you don't have some sort of a sales deck or some sort of a process with which you close to where every time you're doing the same thing over and over again, then you need to get that. You need to create that or work with someone to help develop it or, you know, order some sales training or find someone online that can help you actually become better at this. And then what you're going to do is over and over and over again, you're going to use your same script. You're going to use your same sales deck. You're going to get really good at it to where, yes, you're looking at that as kind of a help to make sure you're staying on track, but you don't necessarily need it because you've done it so many times that you know, you know what you're going to say next. You know what's coming next. You're really comfortable with it. You're really confident with it and that sort of thing. And through that script or sales deck, I happen to use a PowerPoint uh, sales deck myself whenever I'm doing uh, my sales calls for my firm. And when I'm doing that throughout that sales deck, I sprinkle in objection handling. So for you, it's going to look different than it does for me because your product or service that you're selling is different than when mine is. So you need to figure out what are the things that people say all the time or the things that come up. Are they telling you that they're not big enough? And so they can't afford you because their business isn't big enough to pay you for managing their Facebook ads or they are new. Maybe they're a brand new business and they haven't made any money, but their service could really, your service could really help them get to that next level. You need to speak to the fact that they're a brand new business, but they still really need you. And they need to understand that without paying you that their business is going to suffer. And you need to go through and figure out what are those objections. If you are someone who coaches and your clients are not businesses, they're just their mom's who maybe stay at home with their kids, their husband is the provider, maybe they don't make any money or make very little money. Maybe their objection is the fact that they don't have money. A lot of people will say that. A lot of people will say, well, I don't have the money, you're too expensive. You know, I 
I can't afford to pay you. They're really saying that they don't see your value because you didn't convey it properly or that there's really another reason. Maybe it has nothing to do with money. Maybe they've got plenty of money because every day this week they've gone to Starbucks and spent $10 getting their scone and their coffee, but your offering is a hundred bucks. And they're saying, well, I can't give you a hundred bucks because I don't have the money. But in reality, if they hadn't gone to Starbucks every day this week, they would be halfway there. And sometimes when, when an excuse is given a reason for saying no, you need to be able to discern what the real thing is. Is it really money or is it more than that? Sometimes you have to call them on that. Sometimes it's a matter of saying, actually, if you really wanted to do this, then it wouldn't be about the money because everyone has a credit card or everyone can borrow hundred dollars from their friend or whatever you want to say on that because people spend money the way that they want to spend it. A lot of people will say that they don't have the money for something. And in reality, they go out and waste money all the time on things that they don't really need. There are some people who don't have the money, but I'm just challenging you to think this through in a different way and realize that most of the time people do have the money. They're just not seeing that you're the person that they want to spend their money with. And that really goes back to my first tip where you have to be able to convey your value. And once you convey your value and when you know that your pricing is honed in and the amount that you're charging for your thing really is what it should be, then if someone gives you that reason, I don't have the money, then it's really more about them than it is you. And then at that point, you need to decide, or am I really going to dig in on this and figure out what the real reason is or try to work them through this? Or am I just going to recognize that not everybody's for me and I'm going to move on and find somebody else? And that's going to be a decision that you have to make. And the other thing I would say about handling your objections is when you start hearing the same thing over and over again, you need to take note of that and figure out how you want to respond to that. How do you want to handle those objections? Because there will be more that people say no, you know, they'll have an objection and you're not going to be able to put every single objection into your script. It's impossible. But if you keep hearing the same things over and over again, then you need to come up with your standard response to those things so that it doesn't throw you, it doesn't jar you, it doesn't really kick you off your game. Because there's really nothing worse when you're talking to someone, you're doing a sale, and they say something that you've literally never heard before. <laughs> and it totally surprises you, it jars you, and then you're going, you're scrambling like, oh my gosh, what do I say now? How do I respond to this? I don't know what to do. And when you've already thought through those things ahead of time, you're just going to be in a better position to be able to handle those objections and to not be thrown for a loop and scrambling to figure out what your response is. So I think that if you'll go through and work through these three things and, you know, really just take baby steps every day, every month, what you will find is that over the course of time, you'll become really good at sales. There's honestly nothing more important. And I know I talk about accounting and tax all the time, but I just felt like this was so important to talk about because it really has to do with mindset, some money mindset for sure, but mindset in general and how if you're not careful, having negative mindsets and mindset issues really can hold you back. Because the reality is if you have mental blocks and mindset issues that are keeping your business from growing, you're not going to have a problem with taxes anyway. <laughs> so yes, there's so much content that I share in here that helps even when you're a really small business owner. But if your goal is to get really big, which I think it is, most small business owners do have a goal of more than where they are now. It doesn't have to be seven figures or 
you know, eight figure or something like that. But I think most small business owners do want to grow. And when you grow, you are going to, you're going to make more money. You're going to pay more in taxes. You're going to have other needs, but you have to be able to get to that point. And so if you're struggling in these areas, you're struggling with sales, I hope this has been helpful to you. It really is a skill set. It's something that is hard if you weren't already in sales. And it's something that you're going to have to focus on at home. So I hope that these tips have been helpful. If you have gotten anything from this episode and it has benefited you, I would love it if you would share it with a friend, text it over to them, let them know that this is something that they really have to listen to because it's going to help them grow their business. I would also love it if you would leave me a five-star review and let me know what you're thinking of the show. It would bless me so much if you would do that. It helps me actually reach more people and more people will see the information of the content that I'm sharing, which would bless me so much. And with that said, I so appreciate your time today and I can't wait until next time.